0: Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing, based in Monavale on Sydney's Northern Beaches. The brewery is now open and taking booking, so make sure you get up there, try some of Australia's best craft beers. On today's podcast, we be joined by Ringer Rugby head coach Michael Riven. Really looking forward to having a chat with Mike as to how the Rats are shaping up for 2020 and how he plans on delivering some of the success they've enjoyed over the past few years. Really appreciate you tuning into this one. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to episode nine of Shootcast. Joining me on the line is Ringa head coach Mike Riven. Rivo, thanks for jumping on, mate. Thank you for having me, Berjat. I've uh,
1: I've definitely been looking forward to to getting on. I've really enjoyed the. Um, yeah, just listening to the other podcasts that you've done, it's been um, it's been really good.
0: I appreciate that, mate. I tried to get you a little bit later in the piece. Now the season's uh, nearly here, thank God. Um, it's been it's been some sort of a wait, let alone as a first year head coach, mate. How are you hanging in, mate?
1: Surprisingly well. I've um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a very interesting year, um, mm-hmm. and in the mate in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, we've um we're going okay. So there's um yep. mate, there's been plenty of people who've who've done it a lot tougher than than what we have, albeit we're um we we've definitely missed footy and, and very much looking forward to getting back to it.
0: Yeah, we all are and uh things are really picking up steam. I just noticed online a a little while ago that the broadcasts announced, so uh with that and the draw announced last week we're Full, full throttle now into the next few weeks which is quite exciting you guys are, are back into contact training as of last night yeah mate which was um which was very welcome news um yeah
1: the groups of um the groups of ten and no contact was um, was getting really challenging and uh it mm. was gonna wear pretty thin so yeah we're in we're in groups of twenty and and back into contact training so mate yeah every um every little milestones a step closer to uh to getting back on the field so we're um our boys are jumping at the bit and and really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. So, how obviously taking over sort of towards the end of 2019, after another really strong year for the club, uh, how was the season starting to shape up? of last year and then into preseason before everything sort of went went haywire with the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Look, really exciting to be honest. We um, yeah, obviously off the back of um, off the back of a, a disappointing grand final result for us. Um, you know, it was always. It's always going to be challenging for the boys to, um, you know, particularly the ones that have been there for a while now. Um, you know, to find that that mental stimulus to to, to get stuck into another preseason. But um, you know, we've been we've been really fortunate. The group that have been around there, there are um, they're probably a, a senior group at our club now, and they're still really ambitious and and keen about their footy. So those um, you know those boys particularly. Um, you know, really led pre-season and you know you you always get a few new faces who who come in and 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 add some, I suppose, some drive and motivation to the group. So we um, mate, we had a really good preseason, really um, really encouraging and and really good buy in from the boys, and you know we obviously got to we got to our Australian Club Championship game, and um, you know had a really good hit out there, and. Um, you know, we're we looking forward to to jumping into two trials and then round one. But um, you know, it, it obviously wasn't to be. But, but yeah, in 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 short, you know, preseason was great and, and we were looking um we were looking really strong heading into um, heading into the year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting how all the teams obviously get going from from perceived good pre seasons or not. There's obviously been such a uh, difficult period for during the lockdown, et cetera. H- have you been able to? H- how hard has it been, rather, managing through that period where you, you didn't have access to the players? Um, look, it wasn't um,
1: it wasn't difficult. I just think you had to get a little bit creative, um, in a yeah. sense. Um, our boys were, you know, I, I I take my hat off to our group. They um, they remained pretty resilient and pretty upbeat through the whole uh shutdown period where you know we obviously had to we had to part ways and you know we we were communicating regularly and you know they had their they had their running programs to get through and um our s and c got really creative around some online um, strength and conditioning stuff that we were doing with the boys via zoom and we um you know, we gutted our gym and, and got the guys as much gym equipment as we could to just sort of keep them ticking over and, you know, our boys, you know, really bought into that. Um, you know, and stayed really active and um, you know, we had some we had some irregular sort of catch ups all together just to check in and touch base. And um yeah, I, I, I really take my hat off to the boys because um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, they're the ones that get out there and play their eighty minutes of footy and you know, they were the ones that were were really missing out at the end of the day, but they um, yeah, they got through the period really um really strongly.
0: And what's the period between now and and kick off looking like? Have you got a couple of trials lined up, or or just one? Mate, we're going with
1: one. We've um we got a trial locked in with um with Gordon the week before uh the week before we kick off. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I think is is probably plenty considering you know the really. Short turnaround now between obviously contact training and and you know the the season starting. Um, I, I think it probably would have been a little ambitious to to try and squeeze two in and and we're more than comfortable with that prep. So we'll um, yeah, it's it's definitely moving really quickly now. Obviously contact training and you know in two weeks' time we're we've got a trial with Gordon and then we're mate we're round one. So um, you know the next three weeks is going to be a bit of a blur to be honest.
0: Yeah, and the big round one clash uh doesn't come much easier with Sydney University again. So you guys are building quite the rivalry.
1: Yeah, it'll be um mate, it'll be great. Obviously, um yeah, two two really uh really competitive uh years uh, previously with obviously with the two grand finals. Um obviously, you know, uh, not a great result for us in, in twenty eighteen and then, you know, a, a, a bit of a heartbreaking result last year but um yeah you know that rivalry will will definitely um will definitely kick off again you know round 1 i think um there's going to be two very different looking um teams that that run out on the 18th of july so yeah it'll be it, it'll be interesting and and you know there's been some some change there at sydney uni coaching wise and obviously um you know they've got a lot of a lot of boys tied up in that super rugby bubble at the moment but Mate, we're expecting a, a, a really tough game.
0: They seem to have uh, been able to sort of mask, you know, the rest of the competition's perception. They're a little bit vulnerable at the start of the year with uh, obviously the program they've got in place. Anyone that seems to step up the plate makes them makes them a, a really strong outfit. But uh, looking at your uh, your squad more specifically, obviously most notable omission this year will be Hamish, Angus, uh, obviously retiring um last season is there any more sort of movement on the ins and outs front have you you lost some players due to COVID or maybe gained some yeah look we've we've had a fair bit of change um
1: from last year's squad we uh Hamish obviously retired um Sam Thompson got um got his opportunity over there with Edinburgh back in Scotland so we lost um we lost Tomo um we lost Matt Folds, um, probably more through coronavirus than anything else. Um, Foldsy Foldsy's visa was up at the end of this season, and then obviously with coronavirus and the whole shutdown, he he decided to head home early. Uh, Rue McKenzie was another a, a really big loss for us. Um, Rue's uh, doing a few different things now, and and not playing footy, which is a real shame. Um, you know, and and obviously the. Probably the biggest um the biggest loss for us um in in my opinion is probably McLean Jones. Um, you know, McLean's just a super footballer and um, you know, has has played a huge part at Warringah over the last few years. And um, you know, McLean uh, fortunately got a got a two year contract over in the MLR and he's um he's back up in Brisbane at the moment, but he um he's wanting to get himself fit and, and ready to go over in the u.s so mate there's definitely um there's definitely been some player movement but we've um you know as as always happens at at shoot shield level there's you lose some and you you definitely gain some And, and we've been really fortunate with um with a few players that have chosen to to join us this year we picked up actually which will be which will be really interesting we picked up two sydney uni boys wayne borzak and and rory sutter which will um which would definitely definitely add strength to to our forward pack, um, and then mate, we got um, we got lucky with a couple of a couple of Scottish Scottish boys who who've joined us this year. Um, we picked up Charlie mckill who's a who's a back rower, um, Scottish born, grew up in uh, up in Noosa, um, had spent some time over in. Scotland Sevens. Um we picked up a center, Robbie Nelson, who's um who's been playing his, his footy over in Scotland. And then um just recently we um we, we jagged a, a pretty handy back rower, um, a fellow by the name of Mungo Mason, who again, again's a, a Scottish born, um, grew up in New Zealand, been playing over in the MLR and obviously coronavirus uh, put a uh put a halt to that. So he's he was at a loose end and, and looking for some footy, so we um yeah
0: we've
1: we've come out of the whole the whole recruitment phase and, and coronavirus looking uh, looking pretty strong, mate.
0: Yeah, that's good, mate. It's um obviously seeming you're getting some some ins and some outs there. It's uh it's going to be an interesting sort of initial start to the year for everyone. Obviously, everyone's looking forward to seeing how how rats will will come back. I, I hope um. Passo and uh, the and Guy Fraser Hills have been out there measuring up around the hill and making sure the distancing will be had here. To it'll be, it'll be, might be a different vibe for the first first few weeks, eh?
1: Hey? Absolutely, be very interesting. Although, uh, mate, I reckon uh, I, I reckon if we follow suit with the government saying that we can have twenty five percent of a stadium's capacity, mm-hmm. there's been some uh, there's been some fairly hefty numbers thrown around Rat Park, so. <laughs> mate, I reckon, uh, they reckon we'd squeeze twenty odd thousand in there on a, uh, on a on a really good day. So, Matt, if yeah. you take the twenty five percent, we'll happily jam five thousand in there each week.
0: Yeah, talking to uh, Matt at Manly, he seems to think we're at Manly Oval's around the fifteen thousand capacity, which is um, it's a tight squeeze if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see what the see what the council say. Mate, we'll find a way to get them in. <laughs> so mate taking over uh Ringer and obviously we'll, we'll jump into a bit of your history at the club a little bit later down the track but uh you've seen some uh or the club's seen some some great success over the past few years 17 18 19 there's obviously a, a wider expectation in the Ringer rugby community that that rats are obviously hungry for more of that success mate absolutely absolutely um we're
1: we're really fortunate and I'll probably I'll probably be a little biased here, but I, um, I'm, I'm I- incredibly confident that we we would be the best supported uh, rugby club from a community perspective in the Shoot Shield at the moment, and you know that's through a number of different avenues. I mean, we're we're fortunate. We've we've got our friends of Waringa, um, we've got our Hillbillies, we've got our regular members, um, and and you know then. We've got the extension then to you know to family, friends, and and just local rugby uh, people up here on the northern beaches who who have a real passion for Warringah rugby. So um, mm. you know I, I I think we're incredibly fortunate in in that respect. Um, and you know with that I, I suppose as you alluded to with the with the success of the last few years, people get accustomed to winning, and and, and obviously with that comes. Huge expectation, not only not only externally, but also internally. You know, the boys, um, you know, particularly mm. the boys that have been around through that period, they're um, they're accustomed to winning, and they they enjoy winning, and they enjoy the spoils of winning. So you know, with that, you know, comes an element of expectation within ourselves as well. So. But yeah, there's there, there's no uh, there's no doubt in in my mind around um, you know the expectation uh, that we have from a community aspect, um, but but also from within the club and then within our within our group specifically, there's um, mate, there's a huge amount of expectation and um, you know I, I I carry a huge amount of expectation of myself as well. So mate, there's no uh, there's no shortage of pressure. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting perspective, and you mentioned sort of there that you're biased, but you know I'm biased towards uh, my beloved Manly Club. But uh, mate, I, I'd agree with you that the the, uh, the strength of the community at Ringer is 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 the uh, part, of course, the shoot shoot at the moment There's uh, an amazing feeling. I mean, all clubs go through cycles, but it's it's uh, it's riding a really uh, really strong one at the moment, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, there's there's been
1: a number of of really good people down at that um, down at that club that have that have contributed to to the position that the club's in now. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's you, you date back to to Mike Sheeran and and Phil Parsons, and you know, probably more in more recent times, Luke Holmes invested a, a huge yeah. amount of time in his role as GM to really uh, re engage the community and. And really build the atmosphere that we've got down there now so um mm. yeah it's um it's 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 a really significant um part of i i guess the the, the peninsula it's Cultural, now. isn't it yeah it's it really is
0: cult- it's cultural up there it's it's just a thing that you you do i mean there's the same sort of thing down at manly but ringer particularly strongly at the moment it's just really ingrained in in the society up that up that end of the beaches yeah absolutely and 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 mate Fingers crossed, this whole um, this whole
1: coronavirus sort of trajectory that we've got here in New South Wales sort of continues mm. on the path it does now. Because you know, I was I was really dreading going back to to footy with no with no crowds. I um, yeah, you know, the Shoot Shields built on community engagement, and to not have that would have been a real dampener for um, for, for the season. You know, so you. The fact that it, it's it's looking likely that we're going to get crowds and and we're going to give the opportunity for those people who support us to to come down to Rat Park and enjoy their Saturday afternoon is massive.
0: Yeah, so long as no one goes down to Victoria and the hotspots, mate, we should, should be okay. Mate, I mean, shut,
1: shut the border, shut the border.
0: 100%. Yeah, mate, build a wall, build a wall. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, no. It's during your time at at Waringa, Obviously, it's it's lengthy. Have you have you seen it sort of as strong as it is now? Um, i've i've definitely seen I've definitely seen the player depth um,
1: mm. as strong as it is. But yeah, um, in terms of the community engagement, oh, look, I I, I don't think I have seen it mm. at, at at the level it's at now. Um, you know, Warringah's always been. Um, it's always been well supported, but I don't think to the to the depth that it is now. Um, I, th- mm. I think there's there's really genuine passion amongst um you know particularly the hillbillies. I mean that that was just an absolute mastermind of you know uh, toddy marks and jimmy morrison and and Chapo and mm. and the rest of the guys who who sort of came up with that whole concept. but you know i I think that is, um, you know, the passion that those guys bring to Warringah Rugby Club on a Saturday afternoon is, has really rubbed off on the on on the wider sort of supporter base. So, yeah, I, I, I've definitely seen I've definitely seen the club as strong um, from a player depth point of view, but I, I don't think I've seen it as strong from a community engagement perspective.
0: Yeah the the Hillbillies as you say was an absolute masterstroke. I remember the sort of early days around the 2015 it was a, a bit of a nothing and then I think Ringer had knocked us over in a derby match and they went over to the hill to celebrate with the DJ pumping and it was just like wow so it's just you could feel the the strength out of it. And I, I know we want to see uh Daz and his merry men uh, up there in their flannels as soon as possible. But I don't know how those folks be able to adhere to social distancing mate. Mate yeah
1: it, it it'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll have their own set of protocols and rules up there. But, but yeah, it it remisses me for leaving Dazzy Hawthorne out of that um out of that little mention before. He's one of the best. He'd um, yeah. he'd he he'd be the number one Shield Shield fan, getting about Sydney at the moment. He just loves it, and he's a great man.
0: Looking at some of your senior leaders that are still kicking about, obviously, uh, I suspect, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the likes of Sam Ward and Josh Holmes um, Tyson. Harry Jones, Wollman, they'll, they'll all be back on deck this season? Yeah,
1: all, all all on deck. Um, poor Harry Jones is, um, has succumbed to a, a bit of an ongoing foot issue that he's had. Oh, he's, he's carried that for the last 18 months now. And, uh, unfortunately we got some, we got some ordinary, ordinary news around Harry, uh, in the last week. So he's, uh, he's looking at an extended sort of break away from footy at the moment. But, um, the rest of those boys are all all going around again and and really keen and as i said have 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 stayed really motivated and upbeat through the um through the whole sort of covid period and they're all um they're all in good nick and um yeah they're very much looking forward to footy
0: is josh never not in good nick
1: mate the guy's just a freak he's just a yeah i he's he's a he's a naturally gifted athlete that guy and um made it at, at his ripe old age now to be still, still mixing it with all the young boys and you know, he's um yeah, he's just a a natural freak.
0: Mm. And uh, Hamish will come off the field, but won't be too far away from the touchline, I believe. Yeah. Hamo, um,
1: Hamo's still, um, still a, a familiar face for us. He's, um, he's actually jumped on the board as, as director of rugby uh, this year. And um Mate, I he was he was one of the first sort of conversations I had um, when I obviously got the role, just um, sounding out his interest to have a, a, an active involvement, just um, just with the guys and footy. So he's um, he's around once a week with us at the moment, which um, which is great from the for, for the group, and you know he's um, he, he's a wealth of knowledge and his um, his experience will go a long way to um, to helping us this year.
0: Yeah, on top of some of those experienced heads, you've you've also got a bit of a generation next coming through in, in some respects. So obviously, Ben Maher's a player that's on the rise. I thought uh, Ben Woollett had an outstanding grand final last year. Those guys will be uh, hanging in for, for twenty twenty. Mate, absolutely. Um, yeah, we've we've got some uh, we've got some
1: really talented young guys um, coming through. Obviously, you know, Benny Mar, Benny Willett, um having having had you know a, a really good season last year, will be. know so much better for that and they've um they've both worked hard Benny Willett had an opportunity down there with with Melbourne over over pre-season in that super rugby environment so he's um he's come back really hungry from that and and wants to do really well with his footy so um you know those those two boys are again freakish athletes and um you know so naturally gifted and they um they have a they have a pretty pretty unique bond those two so we're, uh, we're definitely expecting some exciting things from them, from them this year. And, you know, then we've got some guys who are, who are coming out of our Colts program. Um, you know, there's young Guy Reese and Rhett Butler who have, um, have, have graduated through our Colts, um, program and, you know, had strong years in, in second grade last year. And, you know, those two guys will be definitely, um, will be definitely better for that year last year. And, um, you know, the other, the other guy who, who I'm really excited about this year and, um, a guy who's had two really interrupted years with injury, um, is Ezra Cheekham who, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a, a as a 20 year old was, you know, he was on the cusp of, you know, Aussie twenties and, you know, was, had the world at his feet in, in many respects, but, um, yeah, had two really disappointing years with injury, but he's, um, Mate, coronavirus has actually worked in his favour. He had a he had a shoulder recall in, in January, so he's uh, he's been able to have that and get all his rehab done. And mate, he's still going to get a, a full season of footy in. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Ez and and seeing what he can uh, seeing what he can do fully fit this year.
0: Yeah, Cheekan was one of those players I was going to mention. but wasn't sort of sure, sure where he's up to, so it's good to hear he's coming back. Because as you say, before his injuries, he was uh, really starting to to make his presence felt at a first grade level. So so that's 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 very exciting. And, and you're right. I mean, the uh, coronavirus has really pushed out those injury timelines for a lot of the players now. So most squads you'd hope are, are looking fit. But I yeah, um, think so. You definitely yeah. think so. Yeah, just just throwing back uh, to your rise to uh, the head coach at Ringo, way way back to to the to your earlier days. You you were born and raised on the beaches, correct? Mate, born and raised in um, up in Bellrose. Um, yeah. So yeah, I spent most of my childhood up
1: there playing with um, playing with the, mo- the mighty Wakehurst Tigers. Um, yep, and then yeah, mate, we, we we shifted down to the beaches. Oh. God, I would have been nine or ten or something when we moved down to the beaches. So, mate, uh, yeah, this has been this has been home for me ever since. And yeah, came through, came through the the, the village club system at Waringa and played um played junior sort of junior reps all the way through with Waringa. And yep. mate, I I ducked off to boarding school for a couple of years, and then uh and then yeah, mate, it, it was a no brainer for for where I was going to end up post um post school. So. Came back and mate um, had a year of Colts uh, in in '99, and mate went down to uh went down to the the, the great manly Marlins in uh in a, in a grand final that year, which um mate was one of the one of the great manly Colts grand final sides, I think. Um, you know, that, it was pretty close though, wasn't it? Mate, it, it, it was. It, wasn't, um, it, it was a really good game of footy and, and um, mate, we were just beaten by a really good side on the day. You were. Um, was
0: that the day, because um, that's quite a big day in Ringer's history, you had all three Colts teams on, on grand final day, didn't you? Uh, no, that was... Was that the uh, year after? Oh, actually,
1: no, you're, you're 100% right. We did have, um, I'm pretty sure
0: we won a fourth grade and a second grade Colts. Premiership yeah. that day. I remember reading it. I think, I'm pretty sure it was all in the one day. Ringer had all teams. Manly just had the one, which is obviously uh, Georgie Smith and Shawnee Maloney and Goldie uh,
1: Johnny Payne and mate. Nick they Payne. just um, mate. They had Pete Kelleher, Jimmy Lekepa, Nathan George was playing. Yeah. And they had um, mate. That a great side. Pete Playford was on a wing. Mm. They, um, yeah, they had a um, that a really good side. So. Um, and then into, then
0: into grade, mate. Yeah, and then uh,
1: mate, I had a, yeah, I had a year in Colts, and then um and and then I jumped straight up into grade. So, mm. um, mate, yeah, Waringa's Waringa's definitely been home for me. I um I did have a little uh a little two year spell away from the club. I I went over and had had two really enjoyable seasons at Randwick and then had a little stint overseas. But um, mate, obviously uh, obviously came home and and finished my footy back at Waringa.
0: Why why the stint at Ramwick?
1: Um, mate, no, no blindingly, um, sort of obvious reason. I think at the time I was, look, I I, I was super aspirational around my footy mm-hmm. and, um, totally. W- Waringa at the time had, mate, they had Manny Edmonds, Sammy Harris, Mark Gerrard, um, yeah. Simon Brocklehurst. There was a, you know, Evan Jones was still, um, around and playing really good footy at that, at that time and, yeah. um, yeah, I was I was really aspirational around my footy and mate, I, I I had a had a call from from John Maxwell at the time who was coaching Randwick and yep. went over and sat down with with Maxie and and Sally and mate, I um yeah I, I was really impressed with with their sort of their direction and mm. what they were doing over there and mate, I just decided to um I just decided to go. I I was I was pretty good mates at that time with. Paddy Fibs and Hoylsey and uh, a few other guys who were there at the time, and yeah, but I just made the jump over there, and um, mate, as I said, I, I had two really enjoyable years there, and got to play some some really good footy, and met some you know terrific people over there, and um, you know had had two years, um, my first year under under John Maxwell and Brad Burke, and then you know had a had a second year under. Under Check and Noxie over there, and mate had um, had some great experience under um, under both those um, both those sort of coaching groups.
0: Yeah, I guess I asked because you know it's it's not something that uh, ever changes. You always get players, particularly as you say, you're an aspirational player, and you plenty of our clubs, um, you know, in the Sydney competition are full of aspirational players, not necessarily playing first grade. So, I mean, on reflection. I mean, you can get a bad rap for some reason around strong parochial clubs for leaving a club and then coming back. But from your perspective and talking to people like Darren, who's been involved in lots of clubs, it, it does open up potentially new opportunities, a new way of thinking about rugby, and, and most importantly, new relationships, doesn't it? Mate, absolutely, absolutely. I think um,
1: you know. I think when you, I – mean, I mean, as a player, when you're um, when you're in the grind week in week out, and you, you you're playing with your mates and and you know, you see, you see one of your mates or one of your teammates jump ship, and you, you, you tend to take it. You tend to take it personally, and 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 I, mm. I, th- I think as a player, it really hurts. And um, I, th- I think looking back now, and uh, as you say, on reflection, it. Um, you know, I, I'm so glad I, I I went and did that for for those two years. I met, as I said, I, I met some wonderful people, had some great experiences um, under under two. You know, I and I talk about John Maxwell and Michael Checker as head coaches, just two amazing men. Um, mm. which I which I learn a lot from. I got to travel overseas with Ramwick. um. So you know, all, all those things you talk about the the relationships, the experiences, um, you know, and the and, and the friendships you come away with. I, I mean, God bless his soul, Jeffrey Thalman, I Every time I saw Jeffrey at footy, he was so happy to see you, always remembered your name, always yeah. wanted to have a yarn and, you know, without without going to Randwick, I, I would have never had that introduction to a bloke like Jeff Sale. So, uh, mate, I, I wouldn't change it for the world and, you know, I, I'm pretty open-minded now as a coach, um, uh, you know, around the, the player movement and the opportunities that are now sort of popping up, whether it's in Shoot Shield or overseas, you you know, I'm I'm really open minded about that now, and you know, if 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 that's what a player wants to do, then you know, who who am I to stand in his way?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 a good perspective. Uh, obviously, in your history too, I I know you had a had a had a tree change about out in the bush, didn't you? Uh, you you had some time out in Scone. Yeah, so I I, I finished playing footy
1: in 2010, and um at, at Warringah, obviously, and um, mate, I was just back into back into work life and. Um, mate, the country's always been a, a, a passion of mine ever since I was a kid, and um, you know, I had sort of had experiences out there through my cousins as a young as a young kid. They had a property out in Wellington, so I spent a bit of time out there, and yeah, I've I've just always had a, a deep passion for the country, and uh, I, I had a really good mate from school and a, a great Warringah man, Hammond Brownley, who who was up there at the time, and they owned a pub, and I'd sort of gone up and. Seen Ham and had a few conversations with him, and yeah, the idea just became more and more sort of ignited in me. And um, I, I went home one day and I said to the missus, "Do you want to do you want to go up to Scone for a weekend?" So we 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 ducked off for a weekend and had a look around. And in the interim, I'd I'd had a job opportunity up there pop up, and we sort of talked a bit more about Scone. And then I got offered the job, and I told her I got offered a job in Scone, and Mm. Um yeah, mate. In, in in the end we we just made a decision to go and, and we literally packed up in ten days and and left after we'd made the decision. So um that's and, amazing. And, and and mate, in hindsight, it was um it, it was the best thing that her and I have done from a from a family perspective. We um we, we had a great time up there and loved the lifestyle and mate, I, I went back and played six years of country footy and Mate, it was um, it, it was probably six of the most enjoyable years of my footy. It was um, I I'd always sort of thought about country footy and and really wondered what it'd be like, and it was mm-hmm. everything that I thought it was. It was, mate, it was it was tough footy, and it was enjoyable, and just um, just knocking around with blokes who, who who genuinely just wanted to to be there because they love the game and it, it it was their outlet from. You know, whether it was work or time away from the farm, it was um, mate, was it was great fun.
0: That must give you a really unique uh, perspective, as to you know, another layer, so to speak, from obviously coaching professional sp- uh, space or semi-professional to sort of the mentality across the board, and and you know what what footy is all about.
1: Mate, absolutely, and and I I think that really highlighted to me the the core of the or, or or the enjoyment of the game is at the absolute core of it. You know we've got to we've got to enjoy what we do and and you know you've got to in you've got to enjoy all the good things that come with the game and you've got to you, you've got to enjoy all the challenges that come with it as well and um, you know it, it was definitely refreshing to go up there and um, you know win lose or draw or you know regardless of whether it was cold or hot in preseason mate these blokes just didn't care they turned up they enjoyed their training. Um, they had a beer afterwards, and yeah, it it, it definitely um it, it definitely reminded me that um you know that that enjoyment is just so critical to, to to turning up every week in the grind of the shoot shield, which um you know it's a it's it's a huge commitment now for um you know particularly for first graders at shoot shield level with um mm. you know with the level of competition that's in the club with. Uh, sorry, amongst the clubs with with where the competition sort of sits now in terms of, I guess, the rugby landscape. And, you know, it, it, it is very much a, a second-tier competition at the moment and a stepping stone to super rugby. So, you know, a, again, I, I sort of allude to the fact that there's so many aspirational guys playing shoot shield now. So, you know, guys put in a huge amount of effort and a huge amount of commitment to... To, to play each week and, and to get the best out of themselves. But it's, it's so important, important that they enjoy doing it.
0: Yeah. So you obviously had a, had a long career at Ringer playing, you know, 175 uh, grade games. You, you played juniors of the club and you went on a bush footy. I guess coaching was, was probably never far away from the thought. But
1: yeah, I, I've, I mean, I'm a, I'm a rugby tragic. Um, I, I love the game and it's been, um, it's been my passion and, I I guess whilst I you know I was an aspirational footballer, but never never reached the heights that I that I probably aspired to. But mate, the game's given me a huge amount, and coaching was always something that I'd sort of I'd, I'd thought about doing and and wanted to do. I I grew up around my old man coaching at at Norse Rugby Club, so um, you know I've I've never not had rugby in my life, and um, you know I'll, I'll be forever grateful to to DC and. When we moved back in, in 2017, um, you know he, he extended an opportunity for me to to, to get involved in 2018, and yeah, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that for um you know for kickstarting my my sort of coaching journey. So mate, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm um yeah I'm I'm just I'm really fortunate that you know the club have, the the club have shown faith and and given me the opportunity to to, to be head coach this year.
0: Yeah, I know it's a it's obviously a huge honor for you. It must have been a, a really uh enjoyable year working um with Darren. And you also had a bit of um NRC experience at the back end of 2018.
1: Yeah, I um had a had a great year with Darren. Um yeah, I've you know DC's become a, a really good mate of mine and um I, I have a huge amount of respect for Darren. Um, you know, both both on the on the footy field and and off it, and um, definitely learn a, a, a huge amount from um, from DC um, in in 2018. And then, you yeah, know, I, I was an ex- I was extended a, a, an invitation at the end of 2018 just to come um, just to come into the Rays very much on a on a voluntary basis, and um, and just be in and around the Rays on um you know particularly on on game day and. Um, you know, got an insight to to Owen Finnegan and Wits and and Hux at that point, who were um, who were coaching, which was um, which was great. And 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 you know, last year was it was again another huge um, you know learning experience for me working um, you know working with with MG down there. Um, you know, I, I, I've been incredibly fortunate to you know 2018 to work with a Shoot Shield winning coach, and then you know last year working with a, a Shoot Shield coach of the year. I've I've been pretty blessed to have to have two years working with with that caliber of of coach and it's um it's certainly given me a a good grounding for for this year
0: yeah as a as a player a ringer and you played in some 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 really good sides up at the rats and and been involved uh, through, over many years uh, what are your some reflections i got to ask from the, the manly ring perspective what's, what's it what's it like playing in a derby and how do you think it's going to be coaching in one
1: Derbies were always the highlight of the year. There's no um mate, there's no hiding from that. Everyone loves them. Um yeah, I I, I, I can't pinpoint the the specifics of the rivalry. I I I I don't even quite understand the rivalry because so many so many guys are, are such good mates off the field, you know. Um mm. but there's just there's just this rivalry in it. It's um yeah, it's just ingrained in in both clubs, and mate, to play in a derby's just you know it's but besides a grand final, it's the um you know it's the flagship game of the year, and you know r- regardless of whether it was at Rat Park or or Manly Oval, mate. To be honest, I, I had some of my my most memorable derbies down at Manly Oval. Like, yeah. mate, there's nothing, I mean, second to Rat Park. There's nothing better than running out to a packed Village Green down there at Manly, and. Mate, just getting abused while you're warming up and having having ten meters of space to try and warm up before a before a derby game. It's just ridiculous. But mate, the the atmosphere, the energy, everything that goes with it is just um is just unreal. So you know, from a from a playing perspective, mate, every derby game you, you you definitely cherished and you you patted your coach on the back for for picking you that week. And um, yeah, I, I had some great some great memories playing derbies um, in terms of coaching a, a derby now um, I, I think it's still it still has the same level of significance but you know you just have to you just have to approach it in a completely different mindset now as um, yeah. a as a coach um, you, you've definitely got to keep keep check of your emotions and 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 channel your energy in different ways but um, yeah they're definitely great days on the calendar and. Mate, uh I, I think uh I think Manley might have uh rigged the draw this year and got the got the derby down at the village green. So we'll uh,
0: <laughs> we'll we'll definitely look forward to to getting down there and um
1: yeah and enjoying the experience this year.
0: Well, it's beautifully balanced this year. I think it's round eight, which is about smack bang in the in the lead into the finals. So both teams will be going hard. Who knows why uh, Manly was allocated the uh, the game in this COVID shadow that we're in. But um, anyway, I, I guess you are the same thing as me. Hopefully, all those restrictions have eased off. And Parso can't be giving the derby to himself now. He's S R U president. This is the the burden of two hats, mate. Mate, I, I I guarantee there would have been an
1: uproar had it been at Rat Park.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have the Manly Daily anymore, so it would have been heated online. But, um, mate, you, you you're probably right. Uh, it's um it's going to be an interesting year ahead.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now you got two young kids. Now they're they're rats fanatics, are they? Mate, the young blokes um the young blokes
1: definitely a a rats tragic. He um mate he he got a he got an induction into the the Warringah ball boying. Crew in uh, in 2018 through Cruzy and Isaac Holmes and mate, he hasn't looked back. He um he he loves it now and obviously with Luke retiring and and moving on from GM the um the the Holmes boys uh, aren't around as as often as they were anymore. So mate, my young blokes um self appointed captain of the Warringah ball board team and uh, mate, I've never seen someone take a job so seriously so.
0: They're tough to crack those ball boy gigs, especially in clubs like ours. You are—it's uh, very political, <laughs> mate. It is, it, it is hugely political. Some of the conversations that my young bloke has with
1: me about ball boying is just incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. But no, they're um, they both they both love it. They love coming down. My my older daughter's not um, mate. She's not much of a, a, a rugby nut, but she um sh- she enjoys coming down to Rat Park, and she uh, she always finds herself a, a little baby to mind and. She, um, yeah, they—they're both very supportive of what I do. So very lucky. Well,
0: you've got um, seagulls' blood on the other side of the family, mate.
1: The grandfather yeah, was mate. a seagull. Yeah, the grandfather. Uh, yeah, well, my father-in-law was. Um, well, father-in-law, yeah, yeah. My father-in-law was a um, was a seagull. So there's some, um, mate. There's some good rugby league. Um, there's some good rugby league bloodlines on the other side of the family. There's, um, yeah, my my father-in-law played with Manly. My Brother-in-law, Dragon Derdovic played with Manly, um, and then my other brother-in-law, Mick Byrne, played with uh, played with the Rabbitohs. So, mate, there's Sean, um,
0: Sean Burns. There's a Byrne family from ram yeah. Yeah, correct.
1: So, Mick's a younger brother of Sean. So, mate, yeah, there's no uh, there's no shortage of, uh, of footy genes in, uh, in in amongst the family. So, there's um, yeah, there's 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 always plenty of footy chat going on.
0: Yeah, never far away from a footy, River. Mate, really appreciate it. Before you go, uh, the fast five, mate. Number one, best player you've played with at Rats? Oh, really difficult one. Um, mate, had the pleasure of playing with um, with Manny Edmonds. Guys are a freak. Number two, favourite away game in the shoot shield? You might have answered this. Uh, yeah, mate, Manly at Manly, definitely. Give me a second choice. Uh,
1: probably Ramwick at Coogee. What are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, mate, I'm watching Yellowstone on Stan. Kevin Costner. Yeah, get amongst it. Worth it? Highly recommend. That's up your alley, sort of country bumpkin. Mate, I'm all over it, addicted. All-time sporting hero? Oh, got a couple. Um, Mate, I was a massive Tim Horan fan growing up, Um, Mm -hmm. but in more recent times, um, mate, Michael Jordan. Never been a basketball fan. Um, Just watched that doco series, just in awe of that guy.
0: Who are rats beating in the twenty twenty GF?
1: Manly at Rat Park.
0: How do you work that out? At Rat Park,
1: mate, We're not signing up. It'll be at brookie, mate. Watch this space, <laughs> mate. <laughs> manly, manly, wherever. I'd, 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 love to see a. I'd love to see a manly wearing a grand final. It'd be massive. So would I. On that note, Riva, thanks so much, mate. Thank you very much for having me, Burjo. Keep up the good work.